Why can Why would she get sick in the morning and then have a bologna sandwich at lunch? Wait, 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 wait. Does she put pickles on it? Yeah. Yeah, she's pregnant. And mustard. And ice cream. Um. Hello, Nicholas Carver. What are the details of your trip? All right, that's what I was just you're looking gonna up. Me, you're going to put me in a bad mood right off the bat here. Why? Go ahead. Do it. That sucks. Do it. Do you have what? a... Why do you I? have a... Do you have a jack? What? Do you have a jack? What's a jack? So, could, did you get this bus off me? You just freaking ran over me, dude. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me about your trip. <laughs> you say, what's a jack? <laughs> I can't believe I fell for that. You gotta yeah, jack this yeah, bus yeah, off yeah, my yeah, back yeah. when you freaking Come ran me on. over. When you ran me over doing 55. No, listen to me. <laughs> Come on, tell me. No, you don't actually want to know. Hey, it's pretty fitting. You know, the first episode we ever did on this podcast was me talking about Kenya. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Joe, I, I want you to go to Kenya one day because I love you. Mama, yep. And baby, you're busy, baby. And then here we are. Where are you going? Going to South Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I heard I heard what you said, and then somebody asked if I wanted to go to South Africa, and I said okay. Um, So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Okay, let me ask you this. What? Obviously, it doesn't matter who asked you first. What must matter is who asked you. Ooh. Right, because it lose. because if it was first, what time is it? If How it was to work? ask you first, yeah, I would have won that one, right? Yeah, you've been asking me for a while. Yeah, we've been talking about. I mean, do you remember last year in March when we took our our day trip down to? Or no, 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 that was in September when you were yakking up chili dogs. When I got we sick of yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was right after. That was when your trip got canceled. Remember that <clears throat> because of the political unrest. Yeah, that's right. That was two years ago. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we were talking about that. Yeah. We were talking about that. I believe we were, we were on our way to Chase Field. Do you remember this? We were on our way to Chase Field and you said, hey, I just want to, I just want to tell you something. This right here is sketchier. This this neighborhood we're driving through right now That's is sketchier <laughs> than there some are, of the places. Of, uh, there are some very sketchy neighborhoods right around downtown Phoenix. So it looks like we are... Uh, we're leaving on April 13th, so right after uh, Easter Sunday in the afternoon. And then uh, we get there, so that's a Monday, we get there late Tuesday to Johannesburg. And then uh, we're there for uh, nine days, come back, start coming back this way on the 22nd of April. You need someone to help you take uh, the upkeep on the hot tub? Why you're gone? <clears throat> what can I do for you, bud? Well, what do you need me to do for you? I'll, I'll tell you what. You can use the hot tub. You need, me to, like. you need me to blow out your sprinklers? Since that's what no. you do for me every year when I go to Wait, Kenya. That's true. <laughs> it seems like every year you go to Kenya, that's when we get our first hard freeze and our first like. And then big, Vanessa big texts me. Storm. She texts me. She goes, oh, the sprinklers. And I go, hey, I'm in Kenya, babe. Yeah. I mean, you, I'll te- you can text Joel. And then Last year, I, I blew out Dane's. You got a little... Little, little business. I, yeah, I should. Little side hustle. Uh, did Danes in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. It was snowing, and we were out there blowing out sprinklers. Well, you let me know what you need, but I'll help you out. Maybe I I could help out Josie go grocery shopping for you, maybe, or okay. I could 
Um, she just does the click list. Okay. Yeah, or so I, I could... Uh, what else? I could um, organize your garage. I could get your, your golf stuff all set up for you when you get home. That'd be nice. I could make sure that um, your host son... See how I said that? Yeah, make sure look quick. Host son... Yep. Is behaving. Yeah, definitely keep that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was down here giving me crap about how many uhs I say. During your podcast? Well, I was, you know, I was doing we, some other stuff. You know what? We all have those tick words. What's In fact, yours? you've watched a lot of video of yourself, mm, you know, yeah. preaching on Sundays. You know, they come and go. There's different seasons where you, you, know pick, what you pick up different yeah. tick words. Right was probably one for a while. Right, right, right. Listen. Listen, 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 listen. listen, listen, listen. listen. Yep, that was a good one. Uh, that was actually my favorite. Listen, because, listen, listen. Because that's when I knew like, you were fired up about something. Ooh. That's when I knew it. Ooh. So. And I tell you to listen. Yeah, listen. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, listen. Listen. Right. Yeah. That's the boil. That that's, that's when you boil it all down. Listen, listen. Come on. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was listening to someone. Um, I was listening to somebody today, and their word was right. They would put right at the end of every, not everything, but almost like a da da, right? But, right? right? I mean, um, just kept coming back to it. I got a sales guy that he gets a little <laughs> nervous. Hmm. I mean, he, he's a younger, younger guy, nice, but he's nervous. He gets nervous, he's talking. He lost some work from us here earlier, earlier or late last year. Anyway, calls me up, and I don't know if, if I'm gonna have to edit this out or not, but Every his his tick word was hell yeah. Oh, he just keeps yep. saying it. He would just be, he'd be like, yeah, we can get them out there. Let me we can maybe shave a few dollars off. Hell yeah. <laughs> he so sounds, it's like every time, sounds like he's from Arkansas. Yeah, I think he might be. Great guy, but but he would just every everything he would say was hell yeah. You know uh, what a lot of uh, those Gen Zs you know what they say? Like Yeet. they say like a lot. Yeet. Like. You know, it's like, uh, I was, not, I was no, like... No, I watched, I watched like, some Gen Z videos, like yeah. how to speak Gen Z, on, yeah. U, on the YouTube. Oh. Yeah, and they say yeet. Yeet. Yeah. Yeet. What does that mean? Yes? Yeet. I watched one where... What does it mean? I don't understand. It means yeet. When do you use it in a sentence? Yeet. <laughs> okay, I'll start using it. My that. favorite one was, uh, was, was some Bible translations. And uh, it, was, it was translating Bible verses into Gen Z. Okay. And um, these are great videos. You guys, you guys got to look them up. Yeah, you need to share them with me, dude. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Have you not watched these? I don't know anything. Oh my you're goodness, Carl. Uh, I don't know Carl. <laughs> he goes and and Moses lifted his hands and the waters parted. And he and and the the translation to Gen Z was and Moses went yeet. Okay. It's so good, man. So we still don't really know what yeet means. It's it just means a, everything. It's a fill-in. It means everything. This thing is yeet. Yeet. Is that right? Yeah, yeet. Okay. I mean, that's the way I understand it. Listen, I'm far from being Gen yeah, Z. Yeah. This I'm makes me to, feel old, bro. I'm closer to Gen X I'm than I am Gen I'm feeling old right now. You're closer to what? Gen X. That's what you try to be. No, I'm not but Gen But you're X. actually a millennial. I'm an elder millennial. Yeah, which is Gen Y. I don't know, but I'm elder. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to save the millennial crew. How's that going for you? Well, I got a job. So. <laughs> I mean, better than most. 
<laughs> I got a job. Better than most. I got a job in a savings account, and I don't, hey, I'm you, not living in my parents' basement. Yeah. Okay. All good things. All good things. <laughs> All good things. You are just trying to save those millennials. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I've been working since I was 16, wow. bro. Oh wow. Yeah, me too. That's true. Yeah. Ooh, what was your first job? Ooh. Let's talk about that for a second. Do you know the answers? I don't think so. Really? I don't know that we've talked about this. You, you, yeah, I think we probably have. Cluggy's Family Amusement Center. Nope. Did not Never know talked what about this? What is that? Okay. Did you collect tickets and every time somebody no, had you a ticket, no, 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 you went, no, 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 no. So if you're, um, okay, if you're, if you live in Colorado, you know that place, uh, Boondocks? That's like a Cluggy's Family Amusement Center. Oh. We had go-karts, bumper boats, mini golf, and then inside, big arcade, big player for kids, batting cages. Yeah, and that was your first one? First job. Oh, I tried to get a job at the local a supermarket. It was called Cressler's, and they would never hire me, and it really made me upset. I could understand. Why would they not hire so then you I got a, an upstanding yeah, yeah. man? So then I got a job at Cluggy's. They hired me almost right away. I started at 515. Yep. Five fifteen. Yeah, I told you the first day of work. You know this story. Five twenty-five. You know, you know a story about first day of work at Cluckies. No, the dude, owner's the owner's name owner's name was John. Okay. And then his daughter, she was probably in her mid twenties when I got there. Um, she was like the manager, you know. Yep. So my first day of work, I show up, and and John comes. He goes. He he gives me a broom. Okay. And he goes, Hey, I want you to take this broom. And we probably had like nine batting cages, right? And okay. behind these batting cages, where the machines are. It's just filth. I mean, just dust. I mean, it hadn't been swept in years, right? So he gives me this broom, and he's like, Matt, I want you to take this broom, put, put a helmet on, because if someone hits it through the hole, you, got, you might get hit. <laughs> and, and I want you to sweep back there. And his daughter looks at him and goes, Dad, that's going to take him forever. And he looks at me and goes, how old are you? I go, 16. He goes, you want to retire when you're 65? I was like, sure. He goes, you got time. <laughs> that was it. That was my first day. I spent eight hours in the back in the batting cages, just sweeping <laughs> and refilling oh. the ball machine, sweeping. And, it, and it, that was my oh. that was the first day. Yeah, but it was a fun job, dude. That's fantastic. We, we, we shared a building inside with an off-track betting, and so guys would go, you know, bet You're on these horses. Me. Yeah, they would go bet these horses get super wasted, and then they would come come over. And if you were running the go karts. John's probably never going to listen to this. I feel bad for this, okay? But if you're, because their go-karts are outside, so you go outside and, and you run these go-karts, you control everything out there, but you had to go inside to buy a ticket, and then you would come out, right, and then the guy running it. And nobody really liked to run go-karts, kind of a pain, but I would go do it, especially on Friday nights, because these guys would win all this money. Yeah. They would just walk right up to the go-karts, and they'd go, hey, how much for a ride? And I'd say, no, you got to go in and get a ticket. They, they, and they'd be like, 50 bucks. If you take the governor off, you know, if you take the governor off, 50 bucks, I go, okay. And I would just make straight money out there, dude. And I just let them run. And I'd make a couple hundred bucks yeah. in 10 minutes. How did, uh, how, was that it was before I was a Christian. That was before I was a Christian. It doesn't matter. But it was before. Do you know what? Do you know what Jesus? It was before I was a Christian. Do you know what Jesus calls that? That's, that's being a shrewd manager. <laughs> that's being something. Oh, is that is that a loose interpretation? I didn't even give it. I don't think I gave any of that. To, I didn't think I just spent all that money on me. Well, you know what? Better late than never. Yeah, bought them Jinko jeans. Those bad. Wow, Fubu. Did you have any Fubu? No Jinko. I never did own any Jinko jeans. Well, that's because you're a Gen whatever, and I'm a millennial. 
Dude, I'm a millennial too. Or Tommy Hilfiger. That was the big one too. Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. If you had Tommy Hilfiger or or Jinko, depending what crew you ran with. Walmart. I wore a lot of Walmart jeans. You did? Yeah. Yeah. No. I wore Walmart shoes for a, a season. I did that too. And then I had a talk with my mom. I I tried having a talk with my mom <laughs> about that. Mimi wasn't said, having it. Now Mimi said, if you want to buy your own shoes. Oh. And so. Oh. So, hey, did you ever get East Bay magazines? Yeah. Yeah. That was So we would buy things out of the East Bay magazine. Yeah. We had to buy it by ourselves. Yeah. I don't know if I ever bought anything out of it, but I would get it. Oh. I remember this one time, my grandparents, who I love dearly, bought me a pair of Spaldings. Spaldings. That's a Walmart brand. Yeah. And I. Shaq had a, a shoe. You remember <laughs> that? By Spaulding? No, well, I don't oh. think they were Spaulding, though. I went to my mom. I was like, Mom, is there any way I could get different pair of shoes? And she was like, Yeah, we want to go. And then we got a pair of Adidas. Yeah, I think my first pair of Adidas my grandpa bought me. Grandpa Kenny bought me some Adidas Superstars. I wasn't even aware. Of like when I was in eighth grade, I wasn't even grade. I wasn't even aware of like brands till <clears throat> like seventh grade. I mean, I just didn't care. I just grew up didn't care, and then all of a sudden you get into middle school and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. this matters what you wear. Yeah, and then that whole thing began. Yeah, I don't even think I had my first pair of jeans till I was in seventh grade. Hmm. I just used to wear sweatpants, which is what I'm wearing tonight because it's way more comfy. Yeah. Uh, you came down here super comfy. Yeah. It's okay. I don't judge you. Why? I got to get dressed up for this thing? No, I didn't say that. Oh. Do you feel guilty because you're wearing sweatpants? No. Okay. I feel great. Okay. I mean, I see you over here, Matt. You got your jeans and your yep. BT shirt. You got the BJN. I got this Bake the Cake t-shirt. I got the t-shirt. You can get these, you know. And then that's our hat up there, BJN, no, this is not Blue Jack hat. National. Blue Jack National. Oh, he's gonna. Oh, man, this guy like here. Golf course. You hang out with Joe Dill. Mm. You're gonna be talking about golf. Five, five yeah. minutes into, you're gonna be talking about golf and Blue Jack National. He's flying around, just playing all these PGA hey, do courses. Know what, do you know what we were talking about today? Golf. We were talking about setting up a trip to Blue Jack National. Your company? Yeah. Mm. It's a. We're gonna. I think it's a retreat. Wow. Strategy. Tough. 2021. Wow, tough. Strategy. What a, Blue tough, Jack what a tough job. It is a tough job. Wow. It is a tough job. Nobody else wants, wanted to do it. All you got to do is go find the oil, get out of the ground, sell it. Easy. Easy. <laughs> easy. It sounds pretty easy to me. Hey, my first job? Because I know you're dying to know because you've asked me. Wait, 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 wait. I might know what it was. Jiffy Lube. No. What <laughs> was it? What was it? Lifeguard. I was a lifeguard at the at, no at the TP crap. at the TP, which was one of two hot spring pools that we had in our I can house. see you right yeah. now. No, when you were the lifeguard, did you have your shirt on or off? On. All the time. <laughs> Why? All the time. And, and you know what? Why? If somebody because I was a self conscious little high schooler. Huh. Listen. At, at, if somebody You just called yourself a little high schooler, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I was. Okay. I was. Right. I was a little high schooler. If, if somebody would have fallen in, I would have jumped in. I, I wouldn't even have taken my shirt off. Just jumped in to save him right there. Really? Yeah. But yeah, It's true. Best story, though. So when, when we had to close, when we had to close, we had to 
uh, clean the slide. And so there was a chemical concoction that we would spray. We'd, we'd walk with like a weed sprayer, yeah. walk up the slide, and with these rubber boots on, you'd spray it back and forth with the wand. And then you'd grab this squeegee and, and you know, scrub it down on the way down. Yeah. They, they didn't tell me the first time that it emits like a gas that will basically, you know, put you to your knees, make you dizzy and see things. Oh. If you don't wear a mask. Oh. They didn't tell me. Oh, okay. Tell me. So serious me. chemicals. Yeah. Yep. Mm. They just let me put that on, walk in there. I got back to the bottom and I was like ready to hurl. I was, I was, it, I was in bad shape. Anybody ever poop the pool on your watch? No. Really? No, no one ever did that. That was, mm. that was good. Did your pool have a hot tub? Well, it was the the coldest pool was ninety six degrees. Oh, so it's pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, cool. it was a hot springs pool. Oh, so, oh, 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 so we oh, oh, oh. like the big pools. We kept. Oh no, wait. We kept ninety two, ninety four. I'll say that. Ni- yeah, ninety two. That's where you met. That's where you met Josie at the pool. No. She saw you in that lifeguard, and then she faked like she was drowning, so you yeah. could save her. With that with the, my t shirt on. Yeah. And a sweatshirt on. Over you gave back. her mouth to mouth. No. Yeah, Wendy preferably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sandlot. Yeah, you gave her mouth to mouth, and then you guys got married, and yeah. you had babies. And here seventeen you are. isn't the end of the Sandlot. They had like fifteen kids or I something, don't know. something yeah, like yeah. that. Squints married Wendy Prefercorn. Dude, makes sense. Lifeguard Joe Dill. Yeah. Lifeguard on duty. There you go. Did you have to carry one of those? Um, no. You know what I'm talking about? No, we just sat in a chair. No. I mean, it was such an easy job. When I wasn't getting gassed. Did you ever have to save anybody? Ever, no. I didn't even. I didn't even see anybody struggle. Man. Yeah, that was that was a job. Tough job. But it put gas in the nineteen eighty Chevy Caprice that I drove. Um, I almost was a lifeguard. Okay. I thought about being Did a they lifeguard. Hire you either? Well, I thought about being a lifeguard in, at the beach in North Carolina for a summer. Oh. I almost did that. But, that would have been like real lifeguarding, not like what I'm talking about. Right. But then, um, yeah, it didn't work out. Me and my buddy drove down there, and he took the test, and I was like, man, I'm not going to take the test. And he failed it. <laughs> Dude, um, last it night. Was a, it was a weekend at the beach. It was right, can, I, can I talk to you real quick? Yeah. What do you want to talk to Last night, I started getting a pretty severe pain in my chest. Okay. Okay. What time? I know about chest pains, dude. What like, time? Uh, it was about 8 o'clock okay. was when I first started to notice it. And then I didn't really notice it through the night, but then today it's it's pretty pretty good. Okay. And anytime I laugh, which you now made me laugh three or four times mm-hmm. in the last 20 minutes, mm-hmm. it hurts so bad. Hmm. Worse than a one-chip challenge. Hmm. So try not to make me laugh. We've got a little acid reflux. No, it was. No, you dude, were pounding it's, that. It's like right here. Yeah, you were pounding that pizza last night. Do you think that's what it was? Yeah. Because how old are you? Welcome to your 30s, bro. This is what happens. Now you got to start thinking about crap. So you never had to think no, about this I before. Feel like, I feel like indigestion would be like right down here in my tiny chest. But, but like this pain is up here in my tiny chest. Like where your heart is? Well, my heart's on this side. No, it's not. It's more in the middle, bro. No, my heart's like right here. No, scoot over a little bit. Yeah, it's right there. No, it's not. No, that's called... Heartburn. <laughs> That's what it's Stop. called. It's called heartburn. 
Yeah, uh, I I I went to the hospital. You, I went to the hospital one time because I thought I was having a heart attack, and the doctor said, "Yeah, I think you got some heartburn." So well, I'm in pain. <clears throat> man, sorry, dude. That's okay. All right. Did anything fall on your chest lately? No. You didn't hurt no, yourself didn't, out no, there. No. Exercising. No, push no, it too hard. No. Because I had a little heartburn last night too, and I think it was from that pizza. Really? Yeah. The um. The, the specialty one. Because yeah. there, there's a lot on that thing, dude. There was. But I've had that so many times. By the way, little Papa Murphy's. We had a little Papa Murphy's. I haven't had Papa Murphy's in years. Yeah. Bacon artichoke. Because I don't, I don't stand for their business model. What, you are you, what are you saying? I don't like the idea. I have to go there and then I got to bring home bacon. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't get my pizza there. You are such. I don't get my pizza there. What are they, a grocery store? Unbelievable. That's the first time I've had. In fact, I have never bought Papa Murphy's and brought it to my house. Really? Nope. Well, Not in my house. Too bad for you. Not in my house, but it was good. Yeah, it was I good. just refuse uh, to bake it. But if you want to bake it for me. Yeah. If you want to bake that pizza for me. I just want to rewind the last three minutes of what you've been saying and let it play back for you. And then, and then I'm going to put it on a loop and give it to you for your plane ride to Kenya. Hmm. You can just listen to how your pretentious hmm. little white, white hmm. boy won't. You know what's won't. funny, though? <laughs> you know what's funny? Oh, here we go. Here you know we what's go. funny? You never even answered my question what, what was that, that I asked probably 10 minutes ago. Which one? Huh? Which one? I asked the question. I said, what was it that made you decide to go to South Africa? Because it wasn't because I, I didn't ask first. And I said, or it's because of who asked you. Who asked yeah. you? Well, technically, it, Ron Leach would have asked me. Well, I didn't realize you guys were such good friends. I love, I love my, my, I love my, mm. my pastor Ron. He's gonna, he's gonna be like, don't. You love me. your pastor Ron? I love me some pastor Ron. Wow. Big old pastor Ron. No, is that not what you call him? Well. You know, you know that pain that you have in your chest right now? I have in my back. Because you freaking ran over me on a bus. <laughs> Dude. Uh, maybe those uh, are, maybe stop. that's uh, sympathy pains. <laughs> they're not, you know that they're I'm, not sympathy pains. You know that I'm hurting pains. over here. Dude, I'm sorry you don't feel good. Okay, now listen. So Ron asked me, I think he asked me as a joke, and I said, I'd be interested. And he goes, what? I said, yeah, I'd be interested. Give me some details. And so that's how it started. Now, here's you know the that South Africa is still in Africa. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you know that South Africa is still in Africa? Yeah. Because you're I can't figure like out. I'm going to like no, no. Here's why I can't figure it out. Beach vacation. Hey, let right the now. listeners decide. I can't figure it out. I've been asking to go to Kenya for four years. Okay. Have you been to Kenya? No. Hey, have I talked to you about? Listen, listen. This is I, a big step. I. Oh, okay. no, don't make this about you right now. I want this to be me. about me. I, this is about me. <laughs> all right, this is all okay? about you, bud. This is all about Let me. the listeners decide. I've been asking you for four years ago to Kenya. Okay. Who spends more time with you, me or Ron Leach? You. Ron Leach ever spent a night in a hotel room with you? No, no. He ever go on a trip with you? No. Can he name all, all the names of your kids? I, that's a good question. He he could maybe get two out of three, but can you name all? Has three? he has he ever been has he ever been hit with a a, a freaking uh, 
when your kid throws his axe and so freaking great. takes my <laughs> head off. Has he ever done all that? <laughs> that was yesterday. No, no uh, he, had, he hadn't done that. But listen, okay. but he comes up to you and he's not even serious. You're telling me he's just doing a joke? And he goes, ha ha ha, well, I don't, if you ever want to go to South think, Africa. I, I don't think he actually thought I would do it. But you said yes. Yeah. So why would you say yes to South Africa on a whim? That's the question. That's the question. The power of the Holy Spirit, bud. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to fight? Do you want to fight the power of the Holy Spirit? <clears throat> I'm just saying. I, I, like I don't know if that to, makes sense to me. I like how you don't right have now. an answer, so you're trying to Jesus juke me. You're trying to Jesus <laughs> yes, juke did. me right now. I did. I threw. I threw <laughs> yeah, like. It's a, not me. It's not. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's Jesus. I think I. Because Jesus good made there, me. Though. Jesus made me go to South Africa. Well, I don't. I just don't know. I have no idea. Because so here's the deal. I've never had a lot of um, <clears throat> desire to do missions either, though. Hey, at the end of the day, I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're going. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I'm a little. I'm. I'm. I'm jealous. I'm jealous in the sense of. Because I've been looking forward to going on a trip with you for a long time. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to South Africa. I'm not going to South Africa. Not out of the question. No, but I'm not going to South Africa. I know. It'd be like um. Uh, like um. Like I would be this is how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. If we were if we were getting married. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's love. Me and you, we love each other, we're gonna get married. Agape. Yep. And then you're like, oh I already had sex with somebody. Okay? Wow. That's how I feel. <laughs> and if you're thinking right now, what do you mean? Because I'm having sex with <laughs> I'll let you decide. But that's how I feel. Because when you go when you go to Kenya, you you would have already you've already you've already you would have uh you you would have uh you would have uh, already What, what is going wrong? You would have already had sex. It wouldn't be your first time. I was excited about your first time. That's the best analogy I can give. That's the best you can do? Yeah. It makes sense to me, dude. That's how I f- You asked me how I felt. That's how I feel. Oh, my goodness. Did you ask I me how I felt? a good time to remind everybody that you can write us an email if you disagree with anything that is being said or if you'd like to point out how ridiculous Matt's analogies are. Or... No, in that analogy, I would still marry you because I love you. Well, thank you. Right? I am well, excited for you, dude. I'm excited for you. I hope it's going to be great. God's going to teach you some things. Maybe you get that traveler's diarrhea. Change your life. Oh, look at you. you look, look at you, the one having problems with your yeah, mic yeah. <laughs> today. Uh, no, no. Thanks to Samuel, who you got my mic all situated for me this week. Appreciate that guy. I'm just going to have to let it ride. Okay, listen, I am. I, I do apologize because... You don't have um, to apologize. No, I, I do. For what? I, well, because I kind of got sprung on you, and, uh, and and I didn't mean for that. I, I'm excited about it. I, I think it's going to be a neat, neat opportunity. Uh, I would rather you go to South Africa I, than not. That's yeah, for sure. I'm excited yeah. for it. And uh, and let's see let's see where this what this opens up. I just wish my time could have been your first time. That's all. 
what the video didn't catch is in the middle of that, Josie peeked around the, the corner of the stairs she, over here. She heard the word and, sex. And yeah, and was like, Ehh. Yeah. Sorry. Can we, I, we can say everybody. sex on this podcast. Hey, you can email us at bakethecakepot at gmail.com. <laughs> I think I just said that, but I just want to say that again. Or follow us on Instagram. Dude, you haven't posted pod. on Instagram in a while, dude. We're about almost at 150. <clears throat> okay. But I, I saw to, it today. You haven't posted in a while. Yeah, I need to. Uh, you need to give those Instagram on. gangsters a little something. You need to get back on. Get them excited. Hey, let's let's chat a little bit about what we talked, what we said we were going to chat about. Yeah, let's do it. Our boy Jared Ellis. Heard the of homilist. Doing some big things over there. Man, that guy. You want to listen to a good podcast? Just go over and listen to the homilist. He's got his stuff together. Especially if you're a guy. Yeah, I think he's got some really good stuff there. Yeah, it's becoming more of a guy. <sighs> yeah. Are you going to make it over I, here? Listen, guys, I'm I'm in pain. What What <clears throat> is it? Like, when I breathe, tightness? It's like somebody's stabbing me in the in the chest when I'm breathing. Stress pain? Maybe. Jeez, dude. I'm under a lot of stress because I haven't posted anything on Instagram for him. Wow. a while. Hey, I finally uh, got Amanda's episodes up. Today. Oh, nice. Two weeks later. That's good. Hey, by two the way, you can check weeks. us. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, okay. Check us out on YouTube. Got them up. Be sure to search Bake the Cake Podcast because if you just search Bake the Cake Pod, you probably aren't going to find us. But Bake the Cake Podcast will. And we still are sponsored by Cake Come True. Shout out to Lisa over there at Cake Come True. Did you go over and get a cupcake? I haven't. This week. I'm going to do it this week. No, don't say that. I am. Don't this lie. Week. I got Thursday. Nope. I have to. What's today? I got Wednesday afternoon open. Okay. I'm going over. Just go get a cupcake. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go over there, take a selfie, send it to you, then you can post it on Instagram. Yeah, do it. I will, I will definitely do that. Lisa is great. She does amazing things with cakes, and she's got a case full of cupcakes that change daily. Uh, she she does some good no. stuff over there. I-25 and 119. Yeah, right by the Qdoba. Right by the Qdoba and um, yeah. Zoop. Zoop, Qdoba, Zoop, Starbucks, Starbucks all that stuff in there. She's tucked there in the middle. Now, listen, I said on the last no, two podcasts ago, I said, how many calories do you think is in one of them cupcakes? 200? And I had several people text me like, you're an idiot. It's not 200, it's probably like 600. Oh, yeah. You think that's true? Yeah. Man. They're big cupcakes with a lot of frosting. Yeah, that's what happens when you get buy cupcakes. Usually they're a yeah. little bit larger than like what you would make at home. But we are really excited to be partnered up with her. <laughs> and uh, it, no matter how many calories. I Yeah, but I'm just cupcake. on that count. I'm, I'm just counting calories these days. So I'm going to have to set myself up here, right? Why don't you split it with Vanessa? Okay, I will. You can share the share the cupcake. Okay, I will. Yeah. You know um, who didn't share any of the cupcakes? My Josie. kids. Oh, I think it's yeah, like Josie. Uh, but Jared, Jared, our boy over at the homeless man, he's yeah. doing some great stuff. Go check him out. He wrote an article about a month or two ago. It, yeah, it was a couple he, months ago. And he sent it over to us, and we've we've seen it. We've read through it a couple times. I've read through it a couple times. You should post a link on our Instagram if you want to see okay. it. Okay. Yeah, we, I, we can definitely do that. Give him some love. Here's the, here is the, here is the, uh, what's up, Bulu? Here is the, um, oh, he's coming on oh, up. Oh, here we come. Yeah, it's real love now. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Dogs know I'm not a dog person. How, yeah, they do. They can smell it. Yeah. How fear cripples faith. Fear cripples faith. Okay. 
So off the cuff, what is that? What is that? Like, what does that stir up in you when you hear how how fear cripples faith? Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you what stood out to me when I read the article. I don't have the article in front of me. This is all from memory. This is how well I read the article. Okay. He talked. He makes multiple points in the article, but the one that stood out to me is the one that he said. Oftentimes, we find um, like we find our niche, like just what we're good yeah. at. What we're good this at doing. What, this is what stuck out yeah, to me. Yeah. What too. we're good at doing. Like so, like for me, it's let's say uh, you know, pastor or speaking or something like this. You find your niche, but whatever you do for your job, you you probably do it because you you are naturally good at it, and so you get really really good, and then. He makes his point. He says, and so then you just kind of, you you almost fool yourself. Like that's all I can do. That's what you know. Your job. Yep. You do, you do engineering stuff. Yeah. You run over people with buses. That's what you do. I'm uh, I'm Matt. I'm a yep. I'm a pastor. I preach. This is what yep. I do. This is all we do. And he goes a lot of times. Then you, the idea of stepping outside of that becomes very scary, and you almost limit, you know right. what what you can, what you can do because you know, you, you found your niche and then you just stay within that niche. But what if you've got multiple things you could do, but you've got to kind of push through that fear to, to get out there and try it, right? Because you've never done it before. And I thought, you know, I think that's a very, very good point and a very real, you know, I, I think that that's something that can apply to anybody. Because I think once you find your thing and you get really, really good at it, Assuming you get really, really good at it, you probably just stay in that arena, right? This is why even me this year, when I'm working on writing this book, dude, it's scaring the mess out of me because I just don't think of myself as a writer. So, and I've never, you know, obviously I've never written a book. And um, so that comes with a lot of fear. I'd rather just stay in my lane, right? Give me, right. give me, you know, I can go teach whatever. I don't have any, you know, Go preach, teach, whatever. It's all good. I have fun with it. It's in my wheelhouse. I enjoy it. But all of a sudden, when you start talking about writing a book, man, I start freaking out a little bit. So, yeah, how is that going right now? Slow. Which is fine. Yeah. You know what? You you helped me out when you sent me that John Acuff stuff. He's got some good. Yeah, got I've gotten a stuff. couple emails from him. It's been it's been good. But dude, it's scary. Yeah. It's very scary. Now, when you think of that, that fear, see, see what I love is how he relates it to the faith side. Mm -hmm. Because I think what he's talking about is fear, fear leads to inactivity, or fear can lead to, how does he, how does he frame it? I'm looking it up here. Uh, yeah, basically he keeps saying that, that fear freezes us. Yeah. But I love, I love how he, he relates it into the faith. That's, that's what I kind of found to be interesting, was he took it a, kind of a step further. Because I think we, we talk a lot about faith causes us to, to be inactive or lazy or just not to move. But then what does that do to our faith? See what I'm saying? No. No, nope, I'm just talking in circles. Well, give me an example. What do you mean? Well, doesn't, doesn't it take a certain amount of action and courage to even have faith? Can yeah. you truly have faith in something that you can't see while still, while being afraid, while, while harboring fear or letting fear rule 
any piece of your life. So I like what, what you're talking about and what he talks about in that whole idea of getting into your niche and being comfortable and then how that could be an enemy of, of faith and having brave, brave faith. Yeah, I think that applies a little bit to, you know, theme of our podcast a little bit. I think there's a fear. We can have a fear to get outside our norm, right? I mean, it's a little bit of a big decay. Loving, loving people that maybe are hard to love, yeah, or there you go. even your mind might even con, you know be considered to be unlovable. But I, I do think you know I think people that have some, and, and hear me out. I think I know there's people that have tension with what we've said on this podcast before, and I know there's people who disagree with what we've said. Sure, I think some of that, and I don't know everybody who's who maybe not don't, don't agree with what we say, and we don't even agree with each other all the time, but. I, I think there is, when I have conversations with folks, when we talk about loving people well, I think there is this fear of, you know, a fear of compromising, um, you know, convictions and morals. And there's, you know, I, I think a lot of the inactivity is in this idea of fear, you know. And, um, and, and, and I wonder if, you know, I, I think he makes that argument too you're probably on the right track. You know, you're probably going in the right direction if you if you are feeling some of that. So, um, and here's the other thing too, man. Life's just more fun. I think it's more fun when you get out there and you mix it up. Yeah. You can play it safe so, if you want, but, yeah, you know, I mean, why not go try something that... Pushes you outside of the box a little bit. Yeah, and I think you can. And, so, and you know, hey, I'll tell you what. Now, this is a good example in the context of faith. I think this trip for you to South Africa is going to do that. Which is why, I'm, well, which, is why so. which is why I wanted you to go on a stinking trip for so long. I know. Because I think it's going to get you outside of your, you know, it, it, you're going to have to work. And you would say probably one of the reasons why you haven't gone on the trip is there's been some fear as part of it. Uh-huh. Right? I th- I'd say that's a major piece so, of it, so. so here you go in the context of your faith. You're going to step outside yep. of that. And here's what you're going to see. God's going to show you some stuff. And at the end of the day... You're gonna feel silly because you didn't have to be so fearful, which is good. But yeah. I was there too. That's why when I I was scared when the first time I went on a trip, and then you come back and all of a sudden here's this thing that you were really scared of that now is gonna be a major influence in your life. You yeah. Know? So so when yeah I, I agree with you and I think you know kind of stepping into that just a little bit further, Jared says you decided when the world was too big that what you knew was all you could know and you were lucky to get what you got and you never gave yourself a chance to grow. And in doing so, you dictated to an omniscient God that the only thing he could ever get out of you was what you found to be easy. Mm-hmm. And so when we, when we bring that back to faith and we bring that back to bake the cake and, and all of that, you know, I think that there's, a, there's an undertone here of single-mindedness can actually end up leading to, it can be caused from fear, can lead to crippling your faith. Maybe I'm reading too deep into it, but I think so, that's kind of where I'm getting, where I was getting So the to. idea you're saying, yeah, it makes sense. The idea was saying, what if God had this calling or he has these things for you to do, but you never get to it because in your mind, you can only do this. Yeah. You're, you're going to be in this lane because that's what you naturally, that's what he says. When you naturally find that thing, like, oh, this is what I do. Yeah. Right. And then you're afraid of anything that's outside of that. Right. But what if those things, what you're saying is what if those are the things that God actually wants you to get after? Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that, again, what we're talking about with this baking the cake, like, we know that that pushes outside of maybe the lane of comfortability. I think even for us, for you and I, 
mm-hmm. in a lot of instances, but yet we still talk about it because I think we believe, at least I, I can speak for myself and I, I feel you agree, that that's, what, that, that that's what God's calling us to do in faith is to get outside of that single-lane, single-minded aspect. Yeah. Knock, knock aside the fear, bake the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean it doesn't even... I think there's going to be moments as you work through your fear. I think it can still be scary. Like, I, you know, even in writing a book or, you know, it's going to be scary along the way. But as you work through it, I think you gain more confidence and, and um, you know, the first, you know, a cliche, but maybe the first step is usually the hardest step or, yeah. you know, the first time you do it isn't going to be the, you know, once you get more reps and you, you know, and you get down the road, you, you will get better. But it's the starting yeah. point that, he, that oftentimes is scary. He talks a lot about that or talks a little bit about that too and talks about that the only way you can become brave or courageous in the face of fear is through practice. Yeah. I mean, By Jared, putting yourself into those situations yeah. time and time again. So, so the only way you're going to get better at baking the cake is by continuing to put yourself in positions where you have to bake the cake. Right. Jared has several times. He did this on the time that we did the joint podcast together yeah but he challenges me all the time because i i have this thing inside of me that it it comes a little bit with being a pastor but you feel like you've got to like whatever role you're in that's the role you have to play Mm. but what if that and this sounds bad because i don't think i'm i don't think i'm being fake and who i am as a pastor i may not let you see all of me right and jared several times has pushed in and goes don't think there isn't an audience yeah. who would who would be attracted to who you really are. And that, that that's probably who you really need to be. I mean, he has said that to me several times. Like, yeah. why do you? Why don't you just be you and trust that that and how God has made you? There's there's going to be people out there that will go, wow, that's refreshing. Wow, yeah. I, you know, why, why do you try to be this? pastor and again it's not like um you know what i'm saying i'm I not do, like some yeah. heathen out here doing no you know, I, I honor I, the I role actually, i honor the role of pastor but what if i just i should be the pastor who who god has made me to be not the pastor the idea that's it of what the world will say is a pastor that's it. and i think if anything i think one of the things that you do really well but you push yourself here a lot is is by being transparent and real yeah. It, as as often as possible, and still in that, I I, I know that, that that is a battle. To to well, that's scary. That's right. Yeah. Well, to balance that with being what people are expecting you to be as a pastor, mm-hmm. and and to be this spiritual leader and and these kind of things. Yeah. yeah. I, that's that's uh, true. Um, okay. Last thing he says here, and and uh, I think this is kind of interesting because I I feel it does parallel what we talk about a lot here on Bank the Cake. Fear is not a cue to freeze. Fear is a trigger for action, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that should, when we're talking about in, in this vein of baking the cake and what we're talking about week in and week out, episode after episode, uh, do the hard thing, love somebody despite your differences, show them the, lo- the love of God at all times. That can cause some fear. And I think... After I was reading through this article, one of the things that I, I thought about was that shouldn't be a cue for us to back away and shy away from baking the cake. That fear, that tension 
should be a cue to act and to move forward. And I think in those situations, your your faith grows stronger. Yeah, I mean, it, I think in the idea of bake the cake too, it will not be, um, it may not be simple. It, it may be complex, like, yeah. and, it, and it probably will be messy. And yeah. um, like we had Caleb Kalmbach, you know, at, at, at Rocky a couple of weeks ago. One thing that I appreciate, um, which Messy Grace, by the way, we would fit this podcast. Yeah. We, we probably need yeah, to. Yeah, we probably need to reach out to Caleb and see if he'd want yeah. to chat a little bit. Um, and I would totally recommend his book. He's got an incredible story and he's got a yeah. platform and he he's, he is, uh, he, he's speaking a lot and really coaching a lot of churches when it comes to the conversation of LGBTQ, but, um, but I think he's okay, like to embrace the mess, and and I think a lot of us embrace the complexity. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost like the church, like we get, we start freaking out when it, it gets a little bit scary because it's not clean, right? And and I think we, it's the same conversation. We may keep framing it up differently, but we've even talked about this podcast. I don't feel like I got a compromised conviction to be close, and right? Even a couple episodes ago, we talked about how we spend our money, but like we keep framing this up and the reason why you can keep having conversations because it's not simple. Yeah. Like it is simple in the sense of Jesus says, love people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it gets pretty complex when we start talking about, well, how do you do that? And the do's and don'ts and what is okay. What's not okay. Yeah. Can you do this? Can you not? And I think it's what I like is it's good for us to have the conversation, but I think for you to really do it well, it will be messy. Yeah. And and I would rather err on the side and of my life to be more in the mess than not. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, so step out in faith. Yeah. Don't be paralyzed by fear. Yeah. Embrace it. Use it as a cue to action. I thought I loved this article that that Jared put together. I thought it applies a lot. So we'll share it. Um, I can I can share it on Instagram because I I should probably share some stuff on Instagram every once in a while. You got to give them something, man. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll be better. Uh, we can put it in our show notes as well, so you guys can can access it. Um, go go uh, go check out Jared Ellis and the Homeless podcast. He's changed some things up this. He week. posted our uh, our combo. Did you see that? No. It's up on the YouTube's. Ooh. It's getting we views. Share that. It's getting views. We'll share that too. Yeah. We got all kinds of stuff to share. He's got it. That was such a good. Yeah, that was that was great. He's, great, great episode. He's also got a great voice. Yeah, he's not the best looking guy, but no, he's got a good he's voice. A, he's a good looking dude. He's got a good voice. Yeah, you think he's good looking? Like Jared Ellis. Hmm. Okay. All right. You like hey that guys, dig? You like that listen, dig, Jared? Uh, Jared, don't. You like that dig? I'm seeing my sweatpants, dude. He's got a nice beard. Gorgeous beard. You know what? Uh, Flawless. Beard. Hey. You know what word, what what Jared Ellis's word is? His tick? You know what it is? I'm trying to think there is a word that I heard a lot. What is it? Fellas. Fella, fella. Fella. Come on, fellas. Fella. Fella. That's his word. I love it. When I text him, I always put that in. Fella. That's what he says. It's like he's from New York or something. In that Yankees hat. He's out there in Iola, Kansas, man. He's running that place. Chasing off the Dutch. Man. All right, guys. 
Thanks for listening. Run down everything again. Tell them. We, are, we, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate that you follow us on Instagram, at BakedCakePod. Mm. Email us, BakedCakePod at gmail.com. Send us questions. Send us thoughts. Send us things to talk about. Uh, we, we do use it. We do read them. Um, and then we, uh, we sometimes use that as, as kindling for the next fire that we start. Sure. Or you can go fi- find us on YouTube. Yeah. Baked Cake Podcast. Bottom line, what we learned today. You're cheating on me in South Africa. Oh, my goodness. He's never going <laughs> Hey, let's see you next time. Bye. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. I need to stop wearing glasses. Hey, it is uh, baseball season. Yes, it is.